Welcome. This is episode 114 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. It's real sad boy hours right now. It is, but what we're talking about tonight is that good old college football championship game that's going on right now. Just kidding. Uh, shoot, I know you're kidding because I do not watch college football. I know <laughs> I know that comes to shocking people living in Texas, loving football, but I just cannot do anything that has anything to do with the NCAA. And, you know, man, honestly, if this weekend hadn't gone down the way it did, I might actually be relative, like, uh, slightly interested. But, man, this was – Maybe the worst weekend in, in Houston sports history. I'm struggling to think of anything that comes close. I it mean, was just a bad weekend. Yeah, I think like individual teams have had terrible um, circumstances. Remember the Rockets missed those 27 straight threes in 2017. Uh, the Texans have blown games before. The Astros had their rebuilding years, but nothing like what what happened this past Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday and Monday. Well, it started Friday actually. I uh, on a personal note, I was out hanging out with a buddy of mine, our good friend John. Watching a comedy show. Mm-hmm. The uh, show ran late. So by the time I got out, the storm had already hit. Like, it was another mm-hmm. thing. The major storm that blew through Friday, late Friday night, early Sunday, Saturday morning was awful. So I got to my car uh, in the warehouse district of East Downtown, mm-hmm. East End. And I'm getting rained on heavily. Got to my car and my fucking window was smashed in. <laughs> Some asshole smashed my window in and <laughs> stole an empty backpack that was in my back seat. Oh, that's just the worst. I wouldn't have minded it so much, but the storm was like it was in the, the thick of the storm. I was getting rained on, you know, I was getting poured on heavily, man. It was insane. I was trying to find cover because I didn't know if I could get in my car, like if there was glass on my seat or whatever. And, uh, man, it was, it was a wild night, just a wild night. But I drove it home, got under a, you know, got under, you know, under some cover and, uh, got it all taken care of Saturday, but I should have known it was an ominous sign to a shitty weekend. That's just terrible. They're breaking you into your car, and there's literally nothing. They didn't get anything from it. Have you seen uh, that Astros jacket that I've that I've worn? It's kind of uh, it's like a thin the Astros. blue one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. So that jacket cost ninety dollars, mm-hmm. and it was given to me as a gift. That was the most valuable thing in the car, and they didn't even take that. <laughs> they saw a backpack and thought they were going to strike gold. Well, man, Fuckers, if you're listening, they're definitely they not get shit. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. There's no other place to get just get that out than a podcast. So you know, <laughs> get your personal life out. 
But yeah, man, that really sucks that that to go through that during you know a goddamn monsoon. Oh man, you think you're hitting shelter and your shelter got busted into? (laughs) The worst part was, you know, uh, like the the rain is like crashing down on me, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's wipe. It's like washing all of like the oils and you know, you know the oils of your face, right? Mm-hmm. Like of my face into my eyes. So like I'm trying to drive and my eyes are burning and I'm trying to, I have no, uh, th- there are no, um, there's no dry cloths for me to uh, wipe my glasses. So, I mean, it is, it is an awful experience. Like for the first few minutes, like trying to like try to see straight, you know, it was, it was intense, man. Pretty intense. Oh man, like I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. That's terrible. Uh, well, only good thing is they didn't get any. They didn't get you for anything because you didn't have anything, right? <laughs> Which I don't know. If that makes it worse or better for you mentally. <laughs> <laughs> and even yeah. still, personal attacks aside, mm-hmm. that was still the third worst thing that happened this weekend in the city of Houston. <laughs> I'll concede. I'll concede. <sighs> All right, so you want to move, let's talk about Sunday. Let's talk about the Texans. I was you yeah, you started very right. close. Mm-hmm. Very close to tweeting at uh at halftime. 9 point underdogs? Really? It was going that great. And then no, no, not at halftime. At the end of the first quarter, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you were to tweet that at halftime, I would, have called, I would ask you on crack, but continue. Yeah. And then the second quarter started, and that was a wrap. I mean, just a complete collapse by this Texans team. Got out to a 21 to nothing lead in the first quarter. 24 to nothing. 24 to nothing. That's right. 24 to nothing lead in the first quarter on the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, everything was going as perfectly as it could. And then let's see what happened next. The Chiefs get a nice kickoff return, go right down the field, score the first touchdown. Then Texans go three and out. Chiefs go right back down the field for another touchdown. And then, if I remember correctly, the next play, the Texans had a little bit of drive, stalled, and they went for that fake punt. That made oh. no I just want to talk about this. So, they had a fourth and one at, I believe it was the 11-yard line early in the first – in the first – yeah, late the first, in the first quarter. quarter. Late in the first quarter, sorry. Late in the first quarter when it was 21 nothing, and yep. they decide to kick the field goal. So you decide to be conservative there. But it's fourth and, I believe, four on your own 30, 35, and you decide to go for it. Like, and the Chiefs, like, if you were going to do a trick play, like a trick punt or whatever, you need to get up to the line and snap it as fast as possible. They took them on ground. Take catch the Chiefs off off guard, and they took what they went down to like five seconds in the side of snap. Yeah, and the special teams play with the fumble. Mm-hmm. Yes, the fumble and, that like it didn't even it wasn't even a fumble. It was just like 
they popped out of the guy's hands and it fell into the defender's hands. Didn't even touch the ground. (laughs) And And the the, the defender called it. He was like shook for a minute because he didn't start running immediately. He was like looking around like, oh, did this really happen? Oh, my God. it, It was, and at that point, like you knew what it was going to become massacre because at the beginning of the game, I I know people, you know, you watch this game and think, wow, the Texas defense started out great and they just went, they just went south. And it's like, that's not the case. What happened at the beginning of the game is the Chiefs receivers are dropping open passes. Yes. And as soon as they got, they got rid of those dropsies, the game was over. The Texas defense was never, never there from beginning to end. The defensive line couldn't get a sack. Secondary couldn't cover. It was the defense was just there. It was like a practice squad game. The defense was just there to run against to make them feel some kind of pressure, but they were never there defensively at all. They never came close either. It was just, man, just completely disheartening in that second quarter. And to go into halftime down three points or four points or whatever it was. Yeah, it was 28 to 24. It's like, how does only – this only happens to the Houston Texans, to Houston football teams. Very reminiscent of the Oilers back in the 90s, giving up a 35 to 3 lead over the Bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't really know – I guess maybe the Falcons a few years ago in the Super Bowl, like that's the that's the most recent major collapse I can think of. Yes. And to all the people who are talking, no, that collapse was a hell of a lot worse. That happened in the Super Bowl. Right, right. All right. But you know, I gotta stop saying that. To go from twenty-four points up to losing by twenty is mind boggling. And, like, I feel like if we would had this podcast yesterday, there would have been a lot more anger and vitriol on my part. Now I'm just kind of resigned to the fact. But yesterday, I wanted Bill O'Brien to be drawn and quartered. I wanted him to be left behind in Kansas City and have the – to take either Greyhound or walk back to Houston – to fire them immediately. I called him everything but the son of God. I just went off of him. And now I'm like, this is just what the Texans are going to be. Yeah. He's got three years left on his contract. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither is this team. Yeah. I Earlier today, I was talking on Twitter and a thread with my friends who were just constantly roasting me and everybody else from Houston who roots for the Sorry franchise. And I said, the Texans are just can- the Kansas, uh, not Kansas, they're just the Cincinnati Bengals with barbecue sauce. <laughs> they, have a, they have a ceiling. Their ceiling is where they went today, the divisional round. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with who's on the field at all that has everything to do with the man with the headset Bill on the sidelines yeah I mean that you know I've heard like I said I've heard people mention it you know that in baseball the GM is you know the most important 
you know, architect, you know, he's, he should be the architect, mm-hmm. you know, the, but in football, the head coach is the, clearly the most important position, you know, in the game. And it's just still, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm still surprised at how bad Bill O'Brien coaches his team. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm still, I should be numb to the fact that he's a terrible football coach. That fourth and one play, like you said, on the 11 yard line, I mean, you go for it. Worst case scenario, you lose the ball and they got to go 89 yards to, to score. Mm-hmm. And best case scenario, you're up 28 to zero. Right. The, yeah, the fourth and four trick play that took forever to attempt, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't like trick plays when you're that far deep in your own, in your own, um, position it just makes no sense why they did that but but bill o'brien is he's just a mad manly madding coach he's just a crazy ass coach his play selection makes no sense every first down is a run even though you have deshaun watson and two of the best receivers that any quarterback could ask for we're going to run the ball in first, and then we're going to do, what, a screen pass on second, then throw it on third. It's like he's so predictable. And you have these weapons, and to not utilize them correctly, it should be a crime. I agree, man. I mean, you know, Watson was solid the first half, mm-hmm. first quarter. You know, he was getting first downs. He threw a bomb to to Fuller uh, that for the first touchdown. Yeah, that set up the touchdown. And you know, it's like what what else? What else is there to you know to do? And and what I mean by that is not including the coach because clearly it's obvious he's got to go. But it's also just as clear and obvious that he's not going anywhere. Yep. Um, what would you say are the top three things this team needs outside of a new head coach? Okay, so we're doing top three. Number one, offensive line. Yes. Tonsil will be back, and uh, he's going. I know they're going to give him a record deal just because of what they had to give up to get him. And then what's the name? Howard, the first round pick. He was playing well until he went out with injury. So what they'll need to do is go in to, I think their first draft pick this year is in the third round, and right. you can find serviceable offensive line players third rounding on, or you know, go through free agency and spend some of that damn money. That's what they need to do. Secondly, shore up that secondary because them boys were getting whooped the entire game and there's 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 not a shutdown a cornerback on this team anymore Jonathan Joseph used to be that guy but he is too old and too slow yep wheels are falling off on that one wheels have fallen off so they need 
in fact, I don't even remember. Uh, I don't remember who was it. Lonnie Johnson, I think, was their first was a big time pick of theirs. So that's the need, and also they need another pass rusher. It's obvious that Watt can't do this alone. And since they decide to foolishly trade Clowney, Merciless is a fine player and he deserves that extension, but he's not a game changer mm-hmm. like Watt is. So those are the three things they need. Offensive line help, coverage, uh, secondary help, and defensive line. Now, will they get any of those? Who knows? Not this year. Not until, you know, the – we get a first-round pick again, which yeah. is what, next year? Mm, 2021. Mm-hmm. That's weird to say, but team salary cap. Next year, going to next year, they have $60 million in, in cap space. Wow. Okay. That seems like not a lot. Because the cap is what, $100 million? $120 something. Okay, so. The question is doing math real quick. Now, is the cap going up next year? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm way off. 2020 salary cap. Um, cap is $199 million. Wow, okay. And they only have $60 million left? Yep. Are you serious? Yeah, you want? Let's go through this. Let's see. There's a cap hit going into next year. JJ Watt, fifteen million. DeAndre Hopkins, fourteen. Willie Mercer is twelve. Tunsil, ten. Fuller, ten. Vernon Hargraves, yeah, sure, nine point nine. So basically, ten. Wow. Yeah. And then let's not forget that you still have to give Watson an extension. Oh yeah. There is no. Set, you know, there there shouldn't be any second guessing about this guy. There shouldn't be a, a Dak Prescott situation where you're waiting to see all year to see, you know, if he's worth the, the extension. He's worth the extension. Excuse me. The only thing that they're going to wait on is to see how much Mahomes gets. I guarantee, like, Mahomes and Watson are just going to sit and wait and see who gets, whoever gets the big contract first, the other guy's going to try to top it. Right. Well, I mean, if you just go by yesterday, clearly Mahomes should wait out Watson. Yeah, but I feel well. Maybe whatever. If Watson signs first, Mahomes is going to ask for more. But I also feel like whatever Mahomes signs for, Watson should ask for the same thing because he wor- he's worth it to the Texans. Yeah, I mean, without Watson, I mean, does this team even make it to this to the divisional round? Oh, without Watson, they don't, they don't make the playoffs. Let's not yeah. even kid ourselves. Without Watson, this is a ten and sixteen. We're still a ten and sixteen without Watson. I'm sorry, six and ten. My apologies. Six and ten. Okay, I was gonna say I, I don't see that either. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Hello. Uh, so. We've beaten up on the Texans as much as you know anybody else has. I mean, we could keep going. This team is 
I said to I said today earlier the Texans the ownership doesn't care as long as the stands are full. And oh, people absolutely. Are, people are gonna keep coming to these games because it's football in Texas. I'm telling man, look, when I went to that game, I parked at the very end of the parking lot uh of NRG Stadium. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't find a spot for miles. It's it felt like that that stadium, that team is in no danger of losing money, of losing fans at this point. I mean, we've been going this for almost 20 years now, and fans are still packing them in week in and week out. And you're right. I mean, there, there's not going to be the necessary changes, you know, until the bottom line starts getting hit. Yep, you're absolutely right. That's what it's going to be. And that's where we're going to be stuck at. Uh, before we move on, I want to give you some props on your uh, Tennessee Titans pick. Thank you. Pick. <laughs> I definitely did not see that that coming. I thought, the like everyone, I thought that the Baltimore offense would be just too much for Tennessee's offense to keep up with. And boy, howdy, was I wrong. And that was another game where – the wide receivers just were not in sync with their hands. No. And they, and they didn't it's it's almost like they didn't even attempt to slow down Derrick Henry. You I saw mean, that you saw that, that one dominant. You saw that one play where Earl Thomas like tried to tackle him and Derrick Henry spin, spun him around and turned him into a lead blocker. Yeah. <laughs> he stiffed on the guy twice in one run. That might have been the I don't know if that was the same play, but yeah, he stiffed armed a guy twice while he was making a huge gain. Yeah. And I told you, man, you know, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, they, they were definitely the type of team that thrives on the spotlight, on the constant focus. And they had a whole week off where no one was talking about him because. Nobody needed to talk about them. They were getting to sit, sit pretty at home, mm-hmm. and man, they just completely collapsed. Not as bad as the Texans, but still pretty bad. I mean, they were still in that damn game. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then let's see what else. Packers escape against the Seattle Seahawks. Congratulations for that one. And then the 49ers beat the Vikings. You went three and one this week, so nice I did. Work. Thanks. Um, at this point, I mean, I only you went said two it. Two. <laughs> you said it. Green Bay escaped another victory. You know, they escaped with another victory. Yeah. Do they run out of luck this this coming Sunday against San Francisco? I'm no longer in the prediction business. We can see I'm very bad at it. Uh, <laughs> Man, the 49ers defense is so good. And watching that game on, what was that, Saturday? Yes. Saturday game. Like, Garoppolo had that one interception, and the team basically took the ball out of his hands for the rest of the game. Right. And it worked perfectly because the other quarterback on the other side could not do anything against that defense. No. 
So Aaron Rodgers, he proved me wrong. He's still he's still pretty damn good. He's a lot better than Kirk Cousins is. So will they be able to shut him down like they did uh, last week? I don't think so. <sighs> but the way, like you said, they're they're escaping mm-hmm. with wins. I mean, I mean, do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo? That's the question. That's yeah, the hundred and sixty. One million dollar question. Because you think he could do just enough to eke out this game, sure. But if you're, if watching last week didn't make you feel comfortable and confident in his abilities, and it sure as hell didn't for me, I, I think I'm going. I'm think for the Super Bowl, I'm going Green Bay and Kansas City. Green Bay and Kansas City. Yeah, I might change my mind by the time Thursday comes around give out my actual pick, but right now I'm going Green Bay, Kansas City. Gotcha. Okay. I'm sticking with the Titans all the way going to the Super Bowl. We'll, you know, whether they win or not remains to be seen, but man, the way Derrick Henry is running, I, <laughs> I think they can even, I think they have what it takes to even beat the KC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I don't you might be right, man. I can't even fight that. So I'll I'll pick uh, Kansas City. And, I mean, not uh, Tennessee and you just forgot Tennessee and Green Bay. Yeah, I'll I'll say Green Bay. I have my concerns because, like you said, they've escaped with a victory again. But Aaron Rodgers definitely has the experience edge over over Garoppolo. Um, and yeah, I mean, you kind of made some, uh, not soothing, but like (laughs) made some points that kind of put my mind at ease that, that he's, that Rogers isn't going to, uh, like he's not going to be completely stopped by that defense as good as it, as it is. And as great as they were, you know, against Minnesota. So I soothed your mind. Put my mind at ease. There. You ready for your mind to no longer be at ease? Because we're about to talk like the Astros. Oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> just when this weekend can't get any worse, it just – the week. It was, okay, it was a bad weekend, and then it's just an awful start to the week. Do you know the only good thing that happened this weekend? We decided to do this podcast tonight instead of um, Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. We got lucky on that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, if you haven't heard, MLB dropped the hammer on the Astros today. Uh, let's see. I don't even remember what all. Let's see. The punishments were Jeff Lu- GM Jeff Lunau and skipper AJ Hinch both suspended for a year. The loss of dr- the first and second draft round draft picks for the 2020 and 2021 drafts. And then a $5 million fine. Harsh. Very yeah. harsh. Yes. And then, the, and then today, Jim Crane came out, had a press conference where he announced the release of both A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno. Oh, no. Not the release. The firing. firing. He straight up fired these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if the punishment – the punishments weren't harsh enough. 
Jim Crane, I mean, completely shocked me. Because oh, we yeah. talked about this a while back. You know, I, I really had this perception that that this wasn't, you know, Uncle Drayton's old Astros. You know, this was mm-hmm. a, a cutthroat, do-whatever-it-takes environment to work in, to, to, uh, to, to run a baseball team. And the guy apparently pulls a complete 180. Um, I mean, I guess it's smart on his part in terms of making sure that um, that the the punishments stop with Luno. That's as far as they go. You know, hmm. he clearly proved himself to be out of the loop on on the whole situation. Oh, I guess you didn't hear in a press conference. No. Oh, Crane said there might be more firings being handed down. Oh, boy. And, you know, I think it's a good way to save his interests in the, you know, in the team, like in actually owning the team. I mean, MLB went so far to, you know, sit, you know, to – they took it to the, you know, as as high as – gosh – trying to think i don't know what to say but they they laid the hammer down as as harshly as they could to executives within the company mm-hmm. within the team you know could they have forced jim crane out you know remains to be seen but i feel like he took the nece- you know in his mind he took the necessary actions to ensure that that doesn't happen you know that he I don't want to say he's saving his own skin, but um, I think he just wants baseball, and he, I think he wants fans to know that, you know, to be perfectly clear, you know, he didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but, man, it was shocking. And, you know, I, so I was driving. Um, I was running some errands during lunch today, and I looked at my phone at a stoplight, at a stoplight, don't text and drive, kids. Um, and I looked at it. Someone posted a like a Facebook, you know, something on you know. I don't. Know, so there's some Facebook post about uh, Luna, Luna, and, and Hinch getting suspended. And I was like, holy cow, that's insane. And then, like an hour later, I was getting back, and I saw another friend post on Facebook that. They were both fired. And look, I like all of my friends, all of my friends on Facebook, in real life, whatever. Yeah. They're all great for the most part. Yeah. But I will admit, there are a lot of people that I know that don't complete sentences when they're posting. And there's times I don't know what they're saying. So basically, they Facebook. Right. So I thought, you do you mean suspended? Because fire and suspended is completely, mm-hmm. there's a big difference. But I felt like I didn't give them the benefit, the benefit of the doubt that they were actually, you know, they, they got it right. And then I finally looked, or no, then another friend sent me a screenshot of the headline that 
they were now fired. And I was like, holy crap. Like, it was just a whirlwind of emotions that went through. You know, it just, just complete and utter shock. All right. Uh, so for me, when I saw what the punishments were, I wasn't really that surprised. I felt like that was in line with what they're going to get. I believe we sat down on a previous podcast and I expected record fines, suspensions, loss of draft picks, and that's exactly what happened. I didn't expect the draft picks to be for two years, but, you know, all in all, I wasn't that shocked that shocked about what happened. I think the most, like, the craziest part was just reading the report from MLB, seeing all what happened. And have you read it yet? I haven't. Have once not. you once you read the report, you you understand why Hinch especially had to go. Mm-hmm. In the report, like he admits to basically knowing about it and not doing anything, and even going so far as to destroy one of the monitors with a baseball bat. Oh my god! Which was just later replaced, and continuing just like Cora and other players get away with it now in the report they don't name which players were doing it but i'm pretty sure it was a sizable amount of them but still you're supposed to be the man in charge you're the boss and you know people are doing this and you're not you know taking any kind of means to stop it like like for my job i'm you know i'm a supervisor so there's people there are people under me so if people just started doing something like if they were just stealing parts out of our shop and i knew about it and i didn't report it or didn't say anything about it and then it came out you know someone snitched and it came out and i I, when i was interviewed about it i told them that i knew about it my ass is getting fired too so at the end of the day you're saying it's this is all justified yeah Hinch's fire was justified. It's accountability. You're supposed to be the leader of these guys. And when something was, they were doing something wrong, you knew it was wrong, and, and but you just let it continue with the fester. Like any kind of supervisor would have been fired. And that's when you're a manager, that's where you are. You're the supervisor of 25 other men. And he failed to step up and do his job, so he deserved to be fired. I can understand why Crane felt that way. Okay. I guess, I mean, more and more it's, it's starting to make sense. I mean, I've, like I said, I haven't read the whole report. I've kind of read excerpts from articles that have been written, but uh, as far as the whole report, I probably actually probably won't even read it at this point. <laughs> but, um, and, well, uh, let me continue with Luna. In the report, Manifer wrote about how the culture of the Astros when dealing with other you know, teams, um, th- what they said, basically calling the culture of the team toxic. And, you know, the culture is toxic. You know who's got to go? The person in charge of everything because you're letting this happen. And, of course, the owner isn't going to fire himself. So if all these, again, just like I said with Hinch, if all these people are acting wild under you and you see this and you do nothing to stop it, nothing to change it, then you got to go because what good are you? Right. Now, do you have a problem with 
the cheating, like or the the sign stealing itself. More and more, because we've talked about this, and at the time, we were both kind of like, everybody does it. What's the big deal? Um, But I feel like do we have to reevaluate how we feel about what they were doing? What they're doing was wrong, no doubt, and they got caught, which was a good thing. But I'm just tired of people and fans of other teams acting like this is just a culture of the Astros. We're the only ones that do this. Exactly. Especially when the original athletic report said that players, which apparently now Beltran and Core, brought this over from other teams to the Astros. And, oh, man, who was it? It One of the pitchers for the Dodgers, I can't remember which one, he 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 told the athletic that, during the World Series games in LA, the Astros kept changing signals, which made which meant that they, the Astros, believed that the Dodgers were stealing signs as well. Jeez. So, do I think stealing signs electronically, you know, using as Astros were using using a a camera in center field and displaying the signs? Do I think that's wrong? Yes. Do I think what the Yankees and Red Sox did? with their Apple watches is wrong. Yes. Do I think what the Red Sox did with their video review room, which is another story that came out a couple days ago in the athletic. Do I think that was wrong? Yes. I think all this is wrong. And I also think this really needs to be investigated because it's not just the Astros. It's not just the Red Sox, Yankees, the, the Dodgers. It's all of baseball doing this. So if we, if we want to get really get serious about this, we need to find every team that's doing it. Don't just it, don't make this like the steroid era where you point out one person or one team like, aha, they're doing it. Case closed. And it's like, no, right. it's not even close. Because that's what Manford tried to do when the when they first uh, announced the um, investigation to the Astros. And then, boom, you have this Red Sox sandal come out. Now they're doing an investigation on them. And so you can't just sit here and say, oh, it's just one team. Oh, it's just you know, a couple of role figures. No, this is a league-wide issue. And if they're really serious about this, they should investigate every team. They're not. I mean, they're, what's going to happen next is they're, they're going to look at the Red Sox. I guarantee you core gets some kind of – I would say if anything, if uh, if Hinch got a one-year ban, core is getting at least two, maybe three years. Wow. And – at maybe a fine for the Red Sox and some draft picks, the same as the Astros, but that's for they want this MOB wants this over as fast as possible to get back to the games. So what you're going to see now, you're going to get another investigation. It's probably going to be done by the time spring training ends. There'll be another fine for, like I said, everything that happened to the Astros will happen to the Red Sox to a lesser degree. And then, you know, it'll be opening day and MLB will wave their hands and give you the fireworks and the show and the bunting and we'll get to play actual baseball. And they'll want to sweep this under the rug and not talk about it anymore. All that should go away. The giant American flag on the field and the fighter jets flying over Minute Maid Park and the the orange carpet, you know, to announce the team, you know, to start the season. All that's got to go, in my opinion, next year. I mean, this is just for next season. 
I mean, what's there to be excited about going into the season? What is there to be, you know, to to listen to me now? Revenge Tour 2020. <laughs> Revenge Tour 2020. Man. Oh, the Astros are going to they're going to do something stupid like come out of the gate 40 and 11 and and just try to decimate the league. I like, hope so. God help all you Yankee fans that follow me if these two teams meet in the playoffs and the Astros whoop their ass again cuz you'll never hear the end of it from me whatever marketing slogan take it back and win it all or whatever uh you know whatever they had planned for this year has got to go they they should in i don't know embrace it i don't know but something along the lines of like you said revenge tour 2020 you know that should be on the billboards that's city. that's not gonna be the the MLB is never gonna let that fly. But no. that's how the players are gonna feel. Oh yeah, they're gonna be playing this year for the very least for AJ. Right, and I can just like tell me you don't see Alex Bregman. He's working out somewhere, just ready to to decimate the league and take the MVP this year. Man, it could very well happen. Um. I was going through Twitter. haven't really seen any – I mean, this was like late afternoon, I guess, probably about an hour after the news broke. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really checked since then. But uh, I haven't – so I, I'm not sure if, you know, the players are responding or, you know, tweeting about it or, or whatever. I know Correa is in, in Puerto Rico dealing with the earthquakes and stuff. But Jesus Christ, you're talking about a hazard zone. They've had like 300 mini earthquakes in – within a week it's insane um so i haven't heard any you know i don't know if the guys are coming out and saying anything or you know giving any giving any indication that the revenge tour 2020 is is underway you know i don't think they need to say anything they just have to play man so as a player what do you think I mean, is it all about the? I mean, I know we we're we're joking about it, but is it all about the revenge tour? Is it like, are you playing to prove that you don't need to cheat or you don't need to do any of these things? I don't know. Like, it just and it goes back to getting rid of all the pomp and circumstance to you know to start the season. To, you know, for the whenever the home opener may be. Like, you know, what, what is there – again, what's there to be excited for? Um, you know, uh, uh, revenge aside, I guess. Winning the World Series. Yeah. That's what that was to be excited for. Prove everybody wrong. Go out there and win. Beat everybody ass. That's what's like. I'm pumped. I'm ready for the season to start. But that's because I'm a spiteful first person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm ready for the season to start. I'm ready for Osbergman to shine on on the Yankees. I want Yordan oh, Alvarez to take Garrett Cole deep. Like. Like I haven't, I don't think I've been this this excited since the season started. 
man. Who would have thought that such a horrible turn of events could could lead to something like that, to lead to the the passion that, you know, that you and I'm sure other fans are going to have already have, you know, going into the start of this next season. Oh yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'll tell you, a revenge tour all twenty twenty. Get that ring. Man. And when you win, put it there, put it, put it on their nose when you win. That's what I want. <laughs> How sweet it is. So looking ahead, I mean, you know, Crane indicate Jim Crane indicated that, you know, they'll they'll hire some, or not maybe not hire, but they'll put someone at, at, a, at an interim basis um, for GM. You know, he said they have people within the organization to kind of carry the load while they're while he's doing you know searching for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, who I mean, is there anybody available to? hire for the manager position you know i saw some people talking about this on twitter and i saw a name that i thought would be perfect bobby valentine uh no (laughs) (laughs) someone who has a who knows how um how to i don't want to say coddle but he knows how to treat veteran players and he's had he has playoff experience a little man I like to call Dusty Baker. I knew it. I knew you were going to say Dusty Baker. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That kind of come full circle. He's He lives in Houston now, I think, doesn't he? Does he? I'm I don't know. I remember when we were working there, he always had a lot of visitors, like a lot of people coming to see him you know, after the games and stuff. So I don't know if – maybe he doesn't live here. Maybe it's uh, just like just family that lives here. But it just – it felt like he's he's got some strong ties to Houston. Dusty Baker is seventy. Wow. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, it might have some family because it shows that he that he lives in California. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. That's just a, when I saw that name being thrown around Twitter. I thought that was a that'd be. A, That'd be a good get. He knows how to handle veteran players. He's well respected. He's loved in the, he's loved in the media. And you know, if it's the, the one thing missing on his his uh, checklist is a World Series ring. And if right. if he came here, it would be his best opportunity to win one. How do you how do you feel about or what are your thoughts on like? I guess he's old school basically. I mean, he's mm. not uh, an, you know. That that's that's what really I think at the end of the day like is really messed up about all this is that you had kind of the perfect duo in in Lunau and and Hinch that knew how to manage the team and kind of sprinkle in some old school with strong analytics and it's like that's hard to to replace that's hard to replicate. Is that even something you want to do? Um, but it it just seems like a drastic, like a it, it seems like a, a major, you know, a, a huge one eighty, you know, going from Hench to to someone like Dusty Baker. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm, 
I hadn't thought about that. It's more old school than being analytic driven. But for me, it's just I just need someone in here to be a caretaker for for one year. Okay, I see. <laughs> and when I think of Dusty Breaker, I think of old grandpa. <laughs> Okay, that's exactly I what he's just an old, maybe old, uh, uh, cranky grandpa just in there. He's in there for one year just to be caretaker until you know the Astros can actually do a managerial search next right. year. Yeah, wow, what a turn of events! Yeah, I just saw him down. I was like, you know what, that'd be a really good get, but I don't. If I had to bet on it, I think they're going to give it to the third base coach who names escape me right now. Pettis? No. Is he third base coach or is he manager? Esperanza? I don't know. Uh, his name escaped me and I cannot look it up right now. I type in Astros and a hundred things come up except what I want to want to see. Yeah. I'm shocked that so many people thought the Astros were going to get – they wanted the Astros to have the championship stripped. Did you really that's think that was going to happen? <laughs> that's that's just stupid to, to want that. I mean, get over yourselves. That, that was the dumbest thing that I heard out of all of this. Yeah, and then people were talking, oh, your championship is tainted. I'm like, do we really want to start going back in history and giving asterisks out? Because Yankee fans, you will not like the result. <laughs> Let's see, your 2009 ring has Alex Rodriguez all over it. Mm-hmm. Two of your three championships in the early 2000s, you had Andy Pettit and um, Roger Clemens on there. Do we want to keep going? No, just Andy Pettit. No. The what was it? Ninety nine and two thousand had Clemens on there. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. The Subway Series with yeah. Mike Piazza. Yes, I, I look. I looked this up because I was ready to talk shit today. <laughs> okay. I was ready, and I had some Angel fan was trying to talk. Talk. Well, they didn't strip the title, but we as a fan should take take it because of the morality of the game. Blah blah blah. And I was like, you had a pitcher die. From from opioids that he was getting from a team employee. I did see that tweet, or I saw your your response. I was Angel fans, shut the fuck up. I was, you know, I'm sitting in an office, you know, or you know, it's a quiet office. I was pumping my fists though, like, yeah, get him, but silently, of course, you know, because he can't make too much noise at work. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, that's right. How dare you? You worried about Shut that shit down, man. You worried about people cheating and your ass had a guy die <laughs> getting uh, drugs illegally. Can we where's that investigation at? Where I know I think the FBI took over, but still, let's see where that ends up. Yeah. Before we start talking about morality on the field. All right. God damn. Y'all ain't taking this championship away. I still got that replica ring in my closet. Might take it out and shine it up. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it'd be a great Twitter pick. Twitter pick, Twitter pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it back. never forget or something yeah. like that. 
But yeah, still looks pretty shiny to me. Mm-hmm. And Dodger fans are they're whining, complaining. Yeah. Well, you know, well, because they lost to Astros and then the Red Sox. So I'm like, just keep whining, complaining. You can do whatever you want. MLB isn't going to take them away. You can sit here and complain. Oh, we should have won. At the end of the day, you should have been better. Yeah. You should have just been better. I'm going to say, you sh- in two th- I'm going to compare 2017 to 2019. Win the thing at home. Yep. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Another question I have for you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, who do you see going after Jeff Luna after his suspension is up? Because I feel like Hinch and Luna are not done in baseball. Oh, they're definitely not done. They'll be back. Because their year suspension isn't really a year. It's up like the day after the World Series. Yeah. So it's like MLB year, not a calendar year. Someone's definitely going to pick them up because we have abusers that are playing right now. <laughs> Asuna. <Honestly. laughs> right. So a little cheating ain't nothing. I mean, you mentioned – you mentioned uh, the Angels. I feel like that's a t- and, you know with their scandal. I feel like that's a team that is going to push strong. They're going to push. They're going to push hard for for Luna. I feel like they're. they're Did they just to- hire a manager? A general manager? Oh, I'm sorry, general manager. Right. Sorry, I was thinking. Um, I'm thinking um, on field. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see, Angels, Angels, not Angle. Billy Epper, Epler. Oh, he's pretty young, though. 44. Yeah. And he's putting that team together now. Like, he's, he's trying to make strides with this team. He's been there since 2015, so yeah, might be. Uh, let's see if think of a team that hasn't had much success lately. What about the Miami Marlins? Wow, yeah, that would be. Actually, you know what? That might be the best pick you could make because he Luna would be a hero down there you know he's he's white but he was born in mexico he speaks fluent spanish mm-hmm. he could appeal to the the cuban market down there and he would have cover from Derek jeter right that would be and it would be the best chance for him to really rebuild something into something great just like he did with the Astros, you know, seven years ago. I'm sorry, I'm going through a list right now. Chicago's already got the real boat going on. Detroit, of course, not Houston. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with uh, Miami. I'm I'm agreeing with you on that one. That's a great pick. Yeah, I get one every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, there's really not much more to say. You know, we're obviously disappointed, and uh, I am at least. But I feel like you're you're getting over it better than I am with the Revenge Tour 2020. I like it. 
I'm starting to come around. But, uh, you know, I'm still going to sulk for at least another hour or so. Oh, that's okay. You can sulk until spring, tra- until spring training starts. For me, it's like once pitchers and catchers report and we're, we're in the flow of things, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. There's no more well, – it's like there's no more complaining. Let's just make a run, get that ring, tell every other team to suck our bowels. <laughs> yeah. And let's just do it. All right. Good job, man. Good show. Proud of you. Held it together. <laughs> Through the rain and the tears and everything. <laughs> right. All right, man. Give your socials. Uh, Instagram at N O T E L R I C. Uh, lots of fun stuff on there. Yes. Every day you take a picture of a record album. Just about. Yeah. <sighs> All right, and you can follow me on Twitter at Quinn288. That is Q-U-I-N underscore 288. I have Instagram, but I don't use it that much. Not like you do. No. Uh, Two of us, you are the picture-taking king. But none of me, though. That's, I will, I'm not a selfie kind of guy. You're not? Oh, man. Although I'm not either. I still have the like this ugly ducking thing where no matter like if women hit on me or whatever, I'm like me, right. him. Oh no, <laughs> that's a story for another day. <laughs> that will that will never go away. That is still maybe one of the best moments of our friendship. <laughs> that will never stop being funny. <laughs> Uh, and we, if, we got we got to find it we got to you know what we need to make that into a meme somehow right. we got to get the uh get kyle on to tell that story that's what we absolutely do. yes get it from right from the horse's mouth all right and as always if you uh enjoy listening to us please subscribe on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and anywhere that podcasts are found because we're on like nine different platforms now Nice. Yeah, we've been growing. And um yeah, thank you for listening. And I need to set the email, I keep forgetting. And next time we'll be on here, we'll be starting our superhero movie. For sure this time. For sure. It's <laughs> not our, it's, unless everything goes bad for the Rockets within the next seventy two hours. Oh boy. But yeah. Or good, they could make a trade. You never know. You talk about a team that's in cap hell. That's the yeah. But we'll talk about that another time. All right, man. Like always, thank you for listening. Anthony, thanks for being here. And that's all I got. So for Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies.